Welcome everyone, I'm Garth Grauberg and this is the Milenomics second podcast on the Milenomics Podcast Network. Today we're going to play some Miles and Points games with Sam and Robert. Sam and Robert, welcome back to the show. Garth, good to be with you again. Yeah, thanks Garth. Thanks for having us both on here. So instead of just picking one game and rolling with it this week, we're going to take a dealer's choice format. So each of us are going to go through, pick a game, we'll play that game. Uh, we'll probably go through a couple rounds of this and uh, see how it goes. So, as always, we drew straws before the game. And, uh, Sam, you get to go first with <laughs> dealer's choice. What game are These we going straws, to start I swear. with? <laughs> Got to get better straws, Garth. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to go with Would You Rather. And, uh, oh, classic. Uh, all right. Now, first of all, if I get this wrong, you guys tell me, okay? Because I don't really know how Would You Rather works. I Googled it. <laughs> But um, <laughs> good games to play on Points and Miles podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So the question is for Garth primarily, but Robert, I'm sure you can chime in. This this uh, example is tailored to to Garth right here, though. Mm. Garth, there is a flight that leaves MSP Home Airport of this beautiful show, connects and gets you to Detroit, Michigan. In just 10 hours and 20 minutes on Spirit <laughs> Airlines. Garth, would you rather drive to Detroit, Michigan, or pay $700 and connect in Orlando to get there on Spirit Airlines? Which would you rather do? Now, the drive is exactly 10 hours and 20 minutes. I'm sorry, I misspoke. The flight is 10 hours and 13 minutes with a long layover. But you get to get to go all the way to beautiful Florida and then back. To Michigan, which would you rather do? Do they allow stopovers? <laughs> I don't think so. It's spirit. <laughs> they don't allow water. <laughs> We're asking for stopovers. Do, do I get to be in the big front seat? You know what? You can qualify it however you want, Garth. And, and there's a lot of myelonomics like tenants here that I think we could yeah, unwrap if we had to. But I really just want you to just pick which would you rather do. Oh. And the flight costs seven hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I want to ask Sam: Did you have I mentioned on the show that I'm originally from Detroit? Uh, you mentioned something about Detroit radio guys and defend the indefensible. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so full full disclosure: I have made the the, the drive from Minneapolis St. Paul to Detroit, Michigan. I don't know, probably eighty times over the course of my life, <laughs> and it's uh, it's brutal, and it gets more brutal. <laughs> As time goes on and roads become more congested, so I am like seriously considering your, you know, which angle to take in your conundrum. I got to take the drive only because uh, ten hours. If I'm running this on gas points most of the <laughs> I way like there, that. I like then that. I'm getting paid mm, how much per hour to drive there. I mean, this realistically is like. A thirteen hour, twelve to thirteen hour drive. Ugh, I'm driving, Sam. Wow, wow. I'm driving. <laughs> All right. Is there a number where you quit driving? Oh, that connection's brutal. I mean, br- there's another option to go through Atlanta, right? Like that's even worse. Like I think it doesn't make any sense. Like oh. like Chicago is like almost right in between the two points, and they don't connect in Chicago. I don't think. I'm surprised it's a 10-hour drive. Uh, I must be uh, unfamiliar with how far west of Chicago Minneapolis is. Do you, do you go through Chicago, Garth? You do go through Chicago. <laughs> and part of this, oh, man, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the drive here. But, yeah, the, uh, the, <laughs> Make the, the challenge is like <laughs> the, the challenge is timing your drive so you leave Minneapolis-St. Paul early <laughs> enough to like not have to drive through Chicago rush hour. Uh, right, so typically the drive leaves at three a.m. Oh. You get to Chicago in that like nine thirty to ten thirty a.m. time frame when traffic is usually not as bad, and then you can get there, arrive in Detroit at night. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like I've done some analysis yes. on this. <laughs> Orlando's looking more and more attractive. I took a shot in the dark on this, and I had no idea you were so like resonating with it, Garth. Um, <laughs> So, so, yeah, is there a number where you would take the flight? Yeah, like what is that break yeah. even where, where where the time is? 
it's it's usually about I'd say for myself if it was just me it's probably like I don't know four or five hundred dollars mm-hmm. if it's the whole family that number is different but sure. yeah I, I think for yeah. myself it's probably in that range because I, oh, I I I would happily pay to not have to do that <laughs> is that fair round trip or one way that fair is is round trip that fair is round okay. trip yeah yeah okay, okay. <laughs> that, that would be crazy right seven hundred dollars one way I see worse. I know you have, yeah. Uh, you know, the reason that I brought it up is that we, we always talk about wanting to take the flights that we want to take. And I know we've all either heard someone tell us a story about like a family member or someone that's taking this like ridiculous around the country trip to go somewhere because it was like $82 less or something like that. And uh, I, I have never done that. I would never do that. But, you know, that's kind of the core of what we try to do is – I think take the flight that works the absolute best for us. I don't know. I just thought it was a fun exercise, too, to just put you in that idea of a spirit flight for 10 hours and 20 minutes. So I thought you were going to ask us where the connection was. And my only familiarity with the spirit route network is through Florida. I mean, do, do all their flights go through Florida? 100% of them? Uh, I don't know how to force the connection. You know, there's probably some routing codes. No, there's no routing codes. It's spirit.com. Too many jokes. Too many jokes. So uh, <laughs> you went to Spirit for the show. I mean, that's this supposed to be a fun show. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I, I I did actually book a flight from Minneapolis St. Paul direct to Detroit a couple of years ago on Spirit. It was like I think it was around a hundred dollars round trip. That's not so bad. they do exist. <laughs> Anyways, all right, I'm done. I, I, uh, whoever's next? What did we say on the snake draft? I am next. So I will take us on to uh, our next game, which is a new one. We're going to play uh, The Price is Right, or the Milenomics version of The Price is Right. right. So uh, it's it's not really aligned to any particular Price is Right game, but it's a pricing game. So the idea is I'll provide a bunch of relevant information, and then uh, the way I'm thinking we'll do this, Sam and Robert, the first person who wants to guess or throw out a number, go ahead. And what we'll do is whoever answers first, if you answer correctly, then you know, point to you. If, uh, if it goes, if neither of you get the answer correctly, then we'll just go with whoever's closest. Uh, does that make sense? Without, Without going over, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the key question with price is right. <laughs> Both right. Uh, I, th- I, I think it's okay to go over here. I oh, think, uh, okay. I think in this context, it's okay to go over. Very friendly. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So, so first one, so um, I'll, I'll give a bunch of details. Shout out the answer when you think you know it. We'll, we'll maybe go a little <laughs> bit easier on the first question. Where's my buzzer? <laughs> all right. So this is a flight. It departs on Saturday, August 21st of this year. And it's a direct flight from O'Hare to Warsaw oh. in business class on Lot Polish. <laughs> what do you think the price is using Life Miles? Round trip? One way. One way. One uh, way. 76,000. I was going to say 75,000. But now I'm in a box. Ooh, here. Sam with I the undercut. Say, I should say <laughs> one, one mile. mile. I should say one mile. But we're not playing that rule, so. I'm going to say 75. I'm going to I would. I, 75. All right. The answer is 63,000. Oh, nice. What? Hey, that's wow, a, that's, that's a good redemption. Sam. That is a good It is a good redemption, yeah. Yeah, I think this is one of those uh, uh, direct uh, life miles to Europe, uh, 63,000 fares that you'll see in business class through a few destination pairs. So. Is that consistent through uh, all of their partners, or is that something unique to Lot? No, I uh, I booked that uh, using Swiss as well. Um, so that's that's another option that I've, I've seen there. So. Nice, good redemption. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's good redemption, and uh, this one's at the top of my mind because uh, we've been talking about Eastern Europe uh, maybe 2022. Cool. So, all right, point to Sam. Question two. Uh, this is on Friday, July 16th of this year. Uh, starting in Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, and going through O'Hare to Honolulu in business class on AA – Using Qantas miles. Go. Oh, God. All right. How good do we know the geography of the world here? Uh, oh, Minneapolis that's... through a through through L.A. Through O'Hare through to Honolulu. O'Hare through O'Hare in business. I've looked at this a little bit. So uh, Qantas is distance based, right? We know that, and they do. They think I think they do charge per segment, but that first segment's going to be short, but it's still going to be something. And it's quite a few miles because it's pretty far to Hawaii. How many? 
I am going to say um, 52,500, Garth. All right. I think it's quite a bit more than that. You know, I've looked at these uh, alternate charts, <laughs> given my handicapping with AA. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's either six figures or something like reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we get a clue whether this is saver level or I guess it, it, no, it's a partner award. So it has to be uh, a saver level effectively, I think. I think it's quite a bit more. I think it's closer to a hundred thousand. I'm going to say uh, try, it try to be matter if you go over. Yeah, yeah I'll go eighty-two thousand. Hmm. Oh man, you guys are going to make me do math to figure out who won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see, Sam. You said fifty-two-five. Robert at eighty-two. So Robert wins. The answer is sixty-eight thousand four hundred. Wow, sixty-eight. That's that's not I, bad. Is it? Is it though? I mean, what's AA to 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 Hawaii in business. Well, the only reason I say it's not bad, Robert, is the whole discussion we had on uh, No Annual Fee Episode 48, where if you're sitting on a you know bucket of Qantas miles for something you canceled and you're trying to get use out of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Although that means that AA has to release the space, which it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> the answer is well, zero. It, it, the answer is zero because I can't zero. believe it exists. Have you found it? <laughs> You found it, Garth, or no? I did, yeah. So this this was a real fair that you could book. Uh, you know, one seat, one day, one seat. One day. I did actually use the Qantas miles that I had sitting around from some other cancellation. But, uh, yeah, I, so I can't see what the taxes and fees are. You can't see in Qantas unless you oh, have geez. the balance. <laughs> Great characteristic. I remember that. That's right. Yeah. So, but 68.4, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not a screaming deal by any stretch of the no, imagination. But it's yeah, not it, terrible. It, it, if you had him burning a hole in your pocket, you could use them. I so. remember that. People used to ping Robert on Slack and ask him to find the fees and taxes. Remember that, Robert? Because <laughs> I had so many stranded over there. Because you had him, yeah, you had him. <laughs> I was that dope there. that stranded all those miles when he was doing some <laughs> crazy Aer Lingus booking. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, was, it's going to bring back a bad memory. All right. I, there was I'm Phantom sorry. Space I'm for sorry. four, and there's only two, and so I transferred over for four. I'm like, oh, no, you can only two of those i'm like whoops <laughs> I, I i think i pinged you once or twice thanks Robert. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right so, so one let, and one one and one we got to move on to the tiebreaker question okay uh -oh. so here comes the curveball this one is good for a voucher <laughs> it's good for any time through may of 2021 in hong kong using asia miles for a lollipop making experience. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the question? So it's the, a family uh, show here, Garth. What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> let, let me tell you about it. Maybe it'll help you. Okay. Yes, please. Craving for candy? Learn how to make a lollipop at Papa Bubble, the hottest candy shop in town. In this ultimate candy experience, you'll get to create your own classic swirl candy lollipop in a one-hour lollipop making workshop also includes one 60-gram pack of Papa Bubble homemade candies. How many Asia miles do you think <laughs> this experience will set you back? Uh, um, I was seriously thinking of transferring over some Asia miles. Is this before or after the semi-targeted 10 or 20%? Just, just to be clear, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where did you find this? This is like some weight, crazy redemption they have, like a experience portal? They have, yeah, they have some experiences you can redeem for. And... Uh, this this was one option. <laughs> oh, Gotta look at that! Is it for one one person? One person, right? It's one person. All right, I think it's gonna be either like insanely low or like doesn't make any sense at all, and somehow people still do it. All right, I, I'm just gonna throw a stick in the in the. Uh, I, I'm gonna throw something at it here, Garth. Twenty four thousand. No, twenty seven thousand two hundred. <laughs> Oh, that's so much. I won't just undercut you. I'll say it's 5,000. They've got to be somewhat reasonable. Oh, man. You guys make me do math again. <laughs> the answer is 18,170 oh Asian miles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. I mean, who on earth, right? Isn't that about a quarter of a, a ticket to Asia, Robert, as our Asian miles guru? <laughs> it's, you're, yeah, you're well on your way there. 75,000 yeah. JAL business class or <laughs> one lollipop at Papa Bubble. <laughs> Garth, that's an awesome find, man. That is so good. <laughs> All right, so uh, game to Sam. Nice work, gentlemen. Yeah, well done there. A sweet Barely. spot there on the, on the chart, Garth. I'll sweet ask you. spot on like the chart. My Asian miles. <laughs> I've got stranded Asian miles. I love all the pops. For that one. <laughs>
All right, I'm up. And I get to go, I think, back to back here because we're going in the uh, snake-like format. I have two games. The first game actually is 10 parts. And so within this 10-part wow. game, it's going to be uh, Sam, Garth, Garth, Sam, etc. And the game is called Think Fast. So it's going to move quickly here. And uh-huh, we're not looking uh-huh. for complicated, well-thought-out answers. It's kind of a uh, uh, just a, your first hot take. All right? So let's go, uh, let's go Sam first, then we'll hit Garth, and then snake back around. All right. Sam, looking back, who has been the third most profitable bank for you to interact with? The, um, look, ooh, in life or in the last year? Uh, it, it, lifetime points and miles game. Uh, that would be Citibank. Yep, that would be Citibank because right. of the shop your way card. <laughs> that, that one card carried it. Garth, same yes, answer for you or something different? I'm going to say CNB. Wow. I think so. Yeah, I think uh, when... I got in on that one early on and uh, made hay while the sun shined. I so, like that. Strong. All right. I like it. You must have been doing something there that we weren't. Well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just using the points. I That's think, what we didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, a lot of it comes back to uh, maybe my lack of success with, with City. Although if I factor in the shop your way piece, then... Uh, really, that probably should have been the answer that I gave. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, so on to the next question. This, we're going to stick with you, Garth, and it's a continuation of the previous question. We're still talking about the third most profitable bank, but we're looking forward now. If you had to pick rank order, you know, probably Amex and Chase first, what, what would you say if you can put, of all the other banks out there, the third most profitable would you pick from all of the, I guess, second tier banks at that point? All right, I'm going to go hot take here and say that number three is going to be Chase for me. Whoa, who's number two then? Well, at, at, now that I've thought about it, I think it's probably going to be City. Wow. Uh, I think between the shop your way and the uh, perspective of kind of earning more miles in that program, it looks stronger. And I think this is a one-off for me only because, uh, right, I, like most of us, I'm well over 524, but my current uh, – portfolio of chase cards is just not really that strong um and so i think the perspective moving forward of okay what you know how much am i really going to be able to earn with the cards that i have i mean it's good it's definitely a strong number three but uh you know again may- maybe I'm, I'm going for a hot take on this one but no, I'll, I'll take chase. that's totally fine that's the spirit of the show wow incredible and i guess uh, just yet another ringing endorsement for that shop your way card i guess i'm gonna have to get one of those at those at some point here but is it worth deferring on other cards? Well, maybe maybe that's a question for another time. All right, Sam, are you ready? What's your answer for the third most profitable bank looking forward? Uh, you know, if, if I have to forecast out and, and pick something that's not the same answer that I just gave you for the first question, I'm going to go Synchrony Bank, Robert. Whoa. Again, you know, wow. Both both of us, and I don't think, I don't know if Garth has this card or not, but both of us have a membership reward earning card. That rivals the three-for-all that we just had. I'm starting to revisit that Synchrony Bank Rakuten card. Mm. And I just think that it could really become a diamond in the rough. I don't know. Something tells me that it's going to have some opportunities here, Robert, and I'm glad I kept it around. Excellent. That's a very unusual answer. I, I mean, like burying Bank of America, presumably, behind there and some I'll other good them. banks. So <laughs> Forget them. I can't figure out how to pay my bill. <laughs> I love them. I forgot all about them, Robert. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're sticking back to you, Sam. We'll keep it moving here. Rank the top three tier two banks. The list, I'll just read it out. It's Bank of America, Discover Card, TD Bank, Barclays, U.S. Bank, Capital One, and Wells Fargo. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I guess I would have to put, I forgot about you, Bank of America, but you know, you do have very lucrative cash reward cards and other options as well. So I will put them as the king of the uh, also rands here, and then I will put uh, Barclays, even though it doesn't seem like anything's happening there when you talk to people like us. Uh, they do have some opportunities, and they had some strong uh, promotions, I would say, over the past year for COVID and the like on some of their cards. And then um, uh, U.S. <laughs> Bank, and then Discover, and then Wells Fargo, and then Capital One and for their money laundering, and uh, then TD Bank at the very bottom. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garth, Garth, top three. What do you think? So oh, I was only supposed to do three. Pers- you, you overachieved. <laughs> you completed the record. Oh man! <laughs> are these uh, our personal rankings, or like uh, kind of overall value to the community rankings? Well, let's let's say your personal rankings, and because uh, there's probably people in your boat. 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, oh, man. So I would say uh, Bank of America is off the table because they will not give me a credit card to save my life. Wow. Uh, There's a whole show there. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think I just said the whole show. <laughs> uh, so I'd say number one is uh, Discover. I've appreciated their um, – the ease and consistency, consistency in which I'm able to actually execute bill pay payments to them. Number two is Wells Fargo. Uh, and I think buttressing the Wells Fargo argument is that the bank bonuses that you can earn along the way. And then I think three is probably is U.S. Bank. All right. Wow. They're one, two, three. Wow. Fascinating. Very different from when I looked at it before. Different than probably what I'd say now. But really interesting to hear the... Just yeah, and I like the way you said Wells Fargo considered the banking side of it, uh, the the total value of the bank. On, on the Discover side, do you have more than one card? It, it, you know, uh, one for your wife as well, and uh, you can't. Can you have two Discover cards? I, yes. I don't know. Can you? I, I don't. I didn't think you could. I thought you could only have one. Am I wrong on that? Uh, I don't know. You, you have one for your wife though too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's not. You know, again, these are tier two banks and. I've I've really had a hard time getting established in a lot of these. So uh, I think the relative value of a lot of these is, is is a lot lower than tier one. But you know, again, think fast. Uh, that's I guess how I do it off the top of my head. Well, take it. Mm. We'll and move on to item number four. If you could only have one Amex card that they still issue, which would it be? And this is to you, Garth. I would say the the business gold. Hmm. Right, because it's I, I want an Amex card that's going to enable transferring to partners. Sure. So, and I want membership rewards. And uh, I think being able to earn a what is it, hundred and fifty k of four X uh, at gas stations. I, I I think that would be it. I don't know. It, it's hard to go against the personal gold, but uh, with you know right here now shooting from the hip, that's what I'd say. What is like that it. Speedway as a play for you mostly there, Garth? Yeah, Speedway. Oh, gosh, um, man, so jealous. <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> there's Speedway. There's I mean, there's a couple other I think you know smaller plays that I've done in the past. It earns four X at Newegg. Uh, trying to think anything else off the top of my head that I've that I've earned four X on. I think that Speedway is really the big one. Yeah. All right. Same to me. I'll go. I got to go with that personal gold. I mean, gas stations are so different out here than they sound in the rest of the country. So uh, grocery store, 25K a year, 4X, that's 100,000 uh, membership rewards a year. And you know, the card is like annual fee. I'm not gonna say neutral because it's losing the airline credit, but it's close. I mean, it's close to annual fee neutral. I mean, maybe we'll take 50% of the value for Grubhub credits and 50% for the Uber credits. So that cuts the annual fee in half. And so puts it like around the cost of a, a green card, but the earning is so much stronger. Yeah, it's pretty well designed, I would say, for like just if for a regular human. <laughs> if you're actually going to use it even, it would be a pretty well designed <laughs> card. All right, uh, moving on to number five. Um, this is to you, Sam. Credit card you'd recommend to your worst enemy. <laughs> and thinking just of, in terms of complexity and just a terrible value proposition combined with a, you know, you know, sinister, you know, incompetent bank. You know, what what credit card would you say if you really wanted to stick it to someone? Worst card, the worst card. Not necessarily one that I have, though. You're saying? No, yeah, you don't have to have it. You know, I'm going to throw a curveball here. I'm going to go with Capital One and that that Quicksilver card because that card's garbage. <laughs> Why did you bank, think of you know, that card? <laughs> I don't, you know, because that's a card that a lot of people ask me about. You know, a lot of what we do. Here's the thing, right? Okay, everything is advertised somehow, right? And so all the cards that we like are advertised in this like kind of slimy way, you know, like people write about them as if they're sharing information about the card, but really it's a commercial for the, the card. But the Quicksilver card literally has commercials. Like Samuel L. Jackson is there holding the card and telling you how awesome it is. And so then inevitably it's the card that people always ask you about. Uh, it's the card that everybody seems to ask me about. People that aren't in this game, you know. Yeah. Somebody, uh, Mark K, was on episode uh, 17 of the Manifesto, and he was like, you know, I know a lot of people, and nobody I know actually plays this game, and I can totally relate. But everybody likes the idea of, you know, the credit card rewards and this and that, and and then th that comes up, and then you know, you end up having to get in this long conversation about why it's it's a garbage card. And so, yeah, you know what? I'd be like, yeah, no, you should get that. That card is great. One and a half percent back on everything you do. And 
you know, they probably shut you down if you try to do anything serious on it too. So um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. And Capital One, money launderers. So, you know, alleged, alleged, alleged. <laughs> we could say that about a lot of the banks in this list. All right. How about you, Garth? Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'm torn. I'm torn between. I really want to say the CNB card. I'm going to say it. The CNB <laughs> That's card. That's a great pick. You guys are describing pick. to you someone the whole application process, <laughs> the cancellation process, the whole thing. That is a really strong pick. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I think you know. In, in addition to those things that you said, now also you have to try and redeem the points. So uh, your your Visa good, card doesn't good work. Luck, worst enemy. <laughs> Oh gosh, that card's awful. I mean, you guys, you're, now it's all coming flooding back to me now. That card's thought, the worst. I thought they stopped issuing it, but they really just stopped issuing it in a you know profitable way for us. It actually, you could actually still apply for it. It's amazing. Oh my god, that's criminal. That should be criminal. Like they're going to issue that card as a relationship to you. Why? Right? <laughs> Great way to start a relationship. All right, on to you, Garth. Number six. We're switching up gears, uh, getting away from the credit card stuff and going into more travel-focused thing. I was sharing with Sam this morning. I'm, I'm getting a little bit more optimistic about travel, especially far out. Uh, if you could have only one U.S. airline serve your home airport, who would it be and why? Oh, oh, this is so hard, Robert. <laughs> are, uh, are you living the dream already? Or do you have the best uh, carrier there with Delta? He's got spirit. I, I oh, guess. Sorry. I guess. Yes. Yeah, sun, no, Sun Country, right? That's Sun Country's your hub, sun right? Sun Country. Uh, we have Sun Country. Yeah. we uh, uh, Sun Country is the airline I would pick if the next question is worst enemy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it is it Delta? I'm, I'm really deliberating between uh, Delta, right? Because everyone talks about Delta service and, you know, that – the in-flight experience on Delta is head and shoulders above other domestic carriers. And I think that's probably true. And I mean, it is in my experience. Um, I think the challenge is trying to book those using uh, other currencies is, is tricky, especially at the moment with uh, the uncertainty around Virgin Atlantic. You know, I haven't done a lot of bookings in the last couple of weeks to really see how all those things have unfolded, but um, award space is, is like a constant challenge. Um, Whereas if I had, you know, and maybe this is just a grass is greener thing, right? Because would I really want to be uh, an AA captive? Well, no, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't sign up for that. But uh, it'd be nice to have more opportunity to book award space using foreign currency. So I have to answer the question. I guess I'll stick with uh, the devil I know and say Delta. Oh wow! What do you say, Sam? <laughs> Seeing as how. We gave them louse of the year. I don't know how I'm picking them, but I really have to go with AA. And as Garth was kind of teasing it there at the end, you know, it's a strong route network. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, they're awful at what they do with the Advantage program and how they treated everybody. Um, but we're pretty terrible at how we treat these companies, too. So um, I'm pretty sure I would extract <laughs> maximum value through partner bookings and, you know, being able to touch like um, four continents, maybe, you know, off of just uh, dealing with them. I think that that would be strong um, enough for me to get enough travel in that, you know, South America and uh, Europe and Asia, that, that'd be that'd be my choice, you know. And, and you know, yeah, they're hard to earn. Their miles, but they partner kind of with everybody, Robert. I mean, you know, JetBlue is going to be able to book in Alaska and uh, their miles. And, uh, you know, I could transfer membership rewards to British Airways. And um, so they're kind of this weird Swiss army knife that everybody hates. But if I had to pick one, it's got to be them, I think. <laughs> you know, I was almost thinking United here. And JetBlue, probably the biggest carrier here right now. I think Delta number two in Boston behind them. But, you know, if JetBlue was my only hometown carrier, I couldn't travel oh, anywhere internationally, right? So yeah. uh, I, I do envy you guys with big hometown carriers, whatever they are currently. You just have so many international flight options on the a big domestic carrier there, or in your case, LA, a lot of domestic carriers. I, I think LA is pretty divided up between a lot of different Delta, AA, and United. Is that right, Sam? Yeah. So we're kind of this weird, not really. I mean, you put a hub on the West Coast of a country, you don't do that, but, you know, it's kind of a hub. I kind of like the way things are in Boston, where there's just a bunch of international carriers coming in here, more so than AA, United, or Delta doing international flights. That, to me, is the, the, the perfect situation. But anyways, uh, on to the next one. This is for Sam again. Uh, number seven, and, and we're, getting, we're staying optimistic here, thinking about the future. Favorite flight of all time, 
singular, you know, a point A to point B. And like, you're like, that was a great experience. If, if I could do this again and again, I would, I would really appreciate that. What would it be? Ah, that's ANA business class, LA to Tokyo. Nice. Uh, that's it right there. I mean, you know, it's before we had the kids. So there's probably some, you know, just being without the kids and having like that relaxing travel to it. But, uh, cabin is nice there i mean you know the attentiveness of the flight attendants almost too attentive and uh you know it's just one of those memories that you have that when somebody asks you a favorite flight that's what you think of that's what i think of at least so yeah and and it should be noted you were not stopping in japan on that trip you were continuing on to where i went to <laughs> it's funny i don't even remember i went to thailand on that trip yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> so you got to experience a little bit of the japanese culture on the way to thailand did you like that um you know you could have maybe done something more just direct uh, big long Thai flight. Was it a little disorienting going through a different culture of uh, Japan on the way to Thailand? Uh, it was only disorienting in that we almost missed our onward flight, like literally within minutes missed it. So, uh, yeah. Well, worse places to be stuck than Tokyo, I guess. All right, how, Garth, how about That's you? True. So the question was international uh, Lux cabin experience. Is that uh, is that what I got? Probably. I mean, uh, just you, favorite probably, flight, right? You would I mean, say that, that be... spirit flight through, <laughs> through Orlando, but <laughs> it could be domestic, yeah. Gosh, you know, I... This is gonna. This sound horrible, but 2020 was the year we were gonna finally take some like long haul business class travel. So I, th- there's really nothing that jumps out at me. I've never had that experience where, uh, right? Like I've, I've flown business class many times, but nothing on a long haul international trip. So I, I really don't have an answer to this question, and uh, I hope I will in the coming year. So <laughs> that's that's that, that that's really all I got to say. I don't think you're alone. You know, Mike C was talking about he's got this trip to Japan. You know, he's got a plan and just keeps out having to cancel it or wants to schedule it, and COVID is not cooperating. So that's a totally acceptable answer. Feels like you got the rug pulled out underneath you just as you were you know accumulating some major miles and having some yeah. intention there. So we'll look forward to that getting better. Yeah, you know, I th- I think the challenge has been you know I think it's come up on the show a couple of times. Like Robert, you mentioned it in in context context of, you know, we're entering a stage of life where we feel like we want to do those kind of things. I know like, you know, a lot of people travel with small children on long haul flights and that's just something we never really wanted to do. And now we feel like our kids are old enough that we want to like essentially engage in more of that kind of travel. So yeah, more to come. Yeah, hope so. All right. Uh, a hotel is for you, Garth. And, and this is there's not, not time to brag, not time to just, just hot take whatever comes at you. Uh, inspire us to uh, get lo- looking forward back to travel. A hotel you've stayed at that you remember fondly and would recommend. Ooh. Anywhere in the world. I, I'm going to go super, again, like super low brow here uh, and say we had a really fantastic stay at the Hyatt Regency in Fort Lauderdale a couple of years ago. Uh and they, they were very generous with giving us an upgrade. Uh, and we had really nice weather in February, right? So really nice family trip right on the beach. Again, it's not it's not going to win any uh, Best Hotel in the World Awards or, you know, show up in a blog as this is the best damn hotel ever. But we had a wonderful trip. The staff was incredibly friendly and bent over backwards to, like, accommodate us when we had small kids there. And it's just, it's probably the most memorable hotel stay we've had in the last, uh, I'd say, two years. Nice. What do you got, Tim? I'm in survival mode. You know, Garth's saying, like, he's about to start traveling with little ones. I've been doing that, and, man, it just takes all the fun out of some of these places. I guess I got to go way back when my daughter was young. And we had this, uh, (laughs) we had this stay in, where was it, Savoca, Sicily, which is this little town uh, the, the claim to fame is the church there is the church that Michael Corleone gets married in in uh, Godfather 2 or whatever it is. And they've, nice. you know, they've hung a, t- a tour on uh, on that for, what, 40 years probably. Like, And I mean, like when I say little town, I mean little town. Like uh, we, uh, this is a long story, but, you know, we left the Sicily airport, rented a car. I'm driving in this rainstorm with really bad GPS and the town is so small that there's like no real, you know, you, you get directions in some of these small towns and people are like, I don't know, there's no number on the house, it's the blue one, you know, like, and so um, I'm following this GPS and there's like a main road, but the GPS has me on like, it looked like something out of Indiana Jones where the boulder is like coming at him, you know, <laughs> and it's raining and I go up it and I'm actually come out on a one way street the wrong direction 
and everyone's honking at me and going crazy. And then I miss the turn again and I go back on this same path the wrong way again. And uh, I finally get to this hotel right on the side of the cliffs. And, you know, you can see the ocean maybe 20 miles away. There's waterfalls because it's raining and the water's coming out of the sides of the, the mountains and stuff like that. And then, you know, we spent four or five days there and man, just the hospitality was just insane. Nice. And the owner's like this 85-year-old guy, and he spoke zero English, but he would come over all the time just to hang out with us because my daughter was with us. And I don't know, it's that hospitality that you just don't get in bigger chains sometimes that I, I just always remember that hotel stay. And the power went out one day because it was really bad weather. And the power went out, and he's like, you guys have to stay here. You're just not, not going to let you go and drive in that. So whatever you need, just write it on this pad and we'll go get it for you. And I'm like, oh, well, I need <laughs> wow. diapers and I need this and I got to get that. He sends someone, you go, oh, no, we know what we're doing. They probably heard about me on that crazy road. You know, they're probably like, you got that guy who's driving the wrong way up the side of the hill twice. Don't let him in the car. But um, but yeah, you know, and, and, and the restaurant there was just so good. And I couldn't, I could not tell you what we ate. You know, like it, you just... Well, what do you want to have? I don't know. We'll have the fish. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah, the fish is very good. And then the guy just brings you the fish and you eat it. And you're like, this is the best fish I've ever had in my life. What is this? And the guy looks at you because he doesn't speak any English. He goes, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what? <laughs> so, um, you know, and you try to recreate it. You know, there's some, some wine that they had there at the hotel. And I found it down in Orange County. And it's just never the same. You know, it's, it's that's when you and you and Garth had that wine show. That was just reminding me of that where. Yeah, grab that bottle of wine. I was like, oh, we're going to remember remember that trip, and it's going to taste so good. And you drink it, you're like, that's actually not that great, actually. I mean, maybe because it, it traveled like 4,000 miles. But but that that was a really great place, the Borga San Roca. That's what it's called, I think. There you uh, go. No, that's a great I story. I think that's what it's called. Well, <laughs> we'll go with it. Clar- clarify it if, you, if it's something different, because is it a VIP access hotel? I might, I might go there. You know what? It might be. I'll have to look <laughs> it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, All right. I'm going to cut that segment short, getting a little long. Think Fastest is uh, is moving along a little slowly. Let's wrap around. <laughs> um, this is our second round of questions. I get the first choice here. And it's we're bringing back, back a classic from previous uh, a previous episode. Whenever you ask people what episode should we do again, they say the one-star review show. People love these. So are you guys yes, ready yes. for the one-star review? <laughs> yes. uh, we'll play this. We'll, uh, whoever wants to chime in with a guess, I'll, I'll make some pauses along the way here to see if you guys want to lob in a guess of what it is. This hotel is the number one hotel out of 29 in its TripAdvisor-defined area. It has 3,930 reviews. The title is Scam Central. <laughs> I arrived after a long flight. <laughs> Gotta got wait for the pause. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I arrived after a long flight and two train rides exhausted and tired at the redacted on a Friday night. There was no one at the front desk. I was lost. It took multiple times and rides up and down the elevator to find the hidden reception past the two restaurants hidden in an alcove in the corner of another elevator alcove past the library to find the reception. They immediately ask for more money for upgrades, memberships, and spa deals. I was hoping for a welcome. I just told them that I needed a shower and a beer. The reception told me to go to their bar, which was the best bar in the city. I went there and waited in line for half an hour to get in since they had assigned seating only. Finally, a beer after a long trip, but next to me, they assigned a beautiful Russian woman. I did not see her in the long line. Any guesses? Uh, Is this in Japan, Robert? It is in Japan. (laughs) All right. Is this the bar at the top of the hotel that is in the movie... Um, lost in translation. Oh I'm so bad with movies. Thank yes. you, Garth. All right. Yes. All right. So that's the bar. That's the movie. Is this the Conrad Tokyo? No, it is not. I don't know. Th- I don't know where that bar is. How terrible am I? <laughs> Garth, you no, I don't. You have to continue. I'll, I'll continue on. She, <laughs> so the, the, the Russian woman suggested a trip to Rapungi for karaoke, a dive bar with $1,000 bottles of champagne. Do not get scammed at this hotel. Something I would expect at a hotel in Rapungi, but not in a five-star hotel. I got to look up this Rapungi district. It sounds pretty uh, <laughs> questionable. Uh, do you know what it is based on that? You have, you have the, uh, the key marker well, you there. You stayed at the Park Hyatt. You, it's the Park Hyatt. It is. <laughs> you went to that hotel bar. Did you get scammed, Robert? <laughs> I did not. I, I left very quickly because it was very smoky. 
Oh, I remember, okay. yeah, the smoking, yeah. Yeah, that was the misdirection there. But uh, this guy was not in the majority that liked this hotel a lot. I thought it was great. A, a very well-seasoned Park Hyatt. But uh, watch out for the Russian woman at the bar there who wants to take you to Rapungi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Garth, your turn. Let's do it. All right, so we're gonna. I'm going to bring back Defend the Indefensible. So Sam and I played this yeah, in... Yeah, going to do the same. Uh, awesome. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Sam and I played this in uh, MSP episode eight. So if, if you like the, the concept and you haven't heard that episode, uh, go back. But essentially what uh, the game is is defending a position that is mostly preposterous, right? So uh, I do have one for, for each of you. And I think I'm going to switch <laughs> these up based on... I, I had one in reserve. I think we've kind of beaten one of these to death already. So... Uh, Sam, you can. Uh, I'll 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 cue up yours first here. Marriott Bonvoy is the best hotel loyalty program. <laughs> That's painful. Uh, I'm now remembering all the Bonvoy points I have that I haven't used. Um, do those expire? They do. Not with that. Not with point earning activity, but they do have an expiration. Oh, there you go. Mine will expire. Yes. Then. Yeah, for sure. I'm not earning Shopping portal. Uh, all right. So, uh, okay, I got to talk about how great they are. All right. So, so, um, all right. So, if you are new to the game, you have the ability to earn uh, by signing up with credit cards from more than one bank, which is rare for a hotel program. And they have a large footprint, and they have a ton of brands, probably too many brands. What is it, like 29 brands or something insane? Uh, so wherever you are, there is a Marriott-branded hotel. Whether it's a good value on points or not, that's a different discussion. But uh, you know, sometimes it's probably the only hotel in town that's on points. Yeah, the, uh, the Ritz-Carlton part of their portfolio is kind of nice and um a luxury collection that got folded in right and um they ruined the starwood no 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 sorry no, we gotta keep it positive um starwood I'm, portfolio I'm really compliments their already existing right, very yeah. strong portfolio <laughs> <laughs> they will they will they will save you from terrible hotel breakfasts by not giving almost all elites Almost all elites won't get a breakfast, so that saves you from from having to make that well decision of really bad breakfast or something local. Uh, and so you'll get to experience more local culture and cuisine with Marriott hotels than any other brand. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really struggling with this one, Garth, because it's tough for me. It's surprisingly um, strong argument. Look, you know, it, but you know, they they they, they have some unique opportunities to use their points i would say in transferring to airline partners and some of those certificate awards um that uh we used to really like and now we kind of don't like anymore are those around oh, yeah. still they yeah. are right? yeah, yeah 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 they never die so i mean there's unique yeah you know you definitely have to learn the marriott program there's a lot of quirks you can't come at it just head on you know head on it looks awful Head on, it's terrible. <laughs> you got to kind of creep around the side and say, take a look around the bushes. And, you know, you'll see some stuff there after a while, I think, that really makes you fall in love with it. There you go. All right. Yep. Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Uh, if, if you love matrix al algebra, you'll love trying to figure out if you get free breakfast. In a <laughs> uh, all right, Robert. Uh the best way for the frequent traveler to secure lodging is through purchasing a timeshare. Ooh. <laughs> wow. 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 I, I, uh, I've looked at timeshares quite a bit, and I can see the allure. Let me uh, get in the right frame of mind here. Okay. I am 10 years older than I am now. I've just retired. I'm considering buying vacation homes at several locations across <laughs> the country and all over the world. And I realized that that is a pain in the neck. I don't want my first three days of vacation to be calling about why the Wi-Fi isn't working with the cable company and trying to you know, chase after the pool guy who ripped me off and stuff like that. So a timeshare flattens all of that. It is the comforts of home that you only pay for when you use it. Robert. So a, a timeshare in your portfolio would be not enough to satisfy how great timeshares are. Timeshares, in fact, you should probably have five to 10 of them. <laughs> and, and the key not is one. to get them, not, yeah. not one. The key is to get them in locations like Orlando and Sedona 
or wherever you happen to be where they're giving you a pitch about timeshares because everybody wants to vacation where you happen to be right now. And once you buy into the program, <laughs> everybody will want to pay you to rent your timeshare. So you can almost look at it like an investment that you can't lose with. A timeshare would be absolutely the, the single thing to unlocking family memories that will last a lifetime. And Garth, space is the ultimate luxury and you get so much space with a timeshare. So I really think one should be in your future, if not 10. I mean, that sounds great. Do I get uh, 35,000 Hilton points for listening to that? <laughs> that's, that's the absolute tops we can do. There's, there's no way anyone has ever gotten more than 35,000. Okay, 70, 70, 80, 100? <laughs> nice work. Nice work, Robert. <laughs> all right, Sam, pass to you. All right, all right. I have the same defend the indefensible question, but I'm pitching both sides of the argument to you, uh, to you both here. So... I think I'm going to go with Garth first. And Garth, I'd like you to explain why no one on earth should get a Shop Your Way MasterCard. This is payback for that bank bonus question last time, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if Robert wants to jump in, it's the opposite. Everyone should get one, Robert. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. How do I not have this card? Uh, He's starting so his argument I, already. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason that you don't want this card, if, if, I, can, if I can slightly reframe the question, <laughs> That's uh, fine. right? Yeah. the reason you don't want this card is because you're going to have a, a long slew of fraud alerts that are going to come <laughs> your way, no matter how you use it. If you buy a $5 uh, newspaper and coffee, fraud alert. If you buy $1,500 on giftcards.com, fraud alert. It, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get a fraud alert. So uh, the reason that nobody should have this card is because nobody likes fraud alerts. I, I think that's a bit and of a red herring, isn't it? But okay, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a red herring. It's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert, what do you, what's your take? Everybody should get this card, right? That's my challenge to describe everyone. Yes. Why everyone uh, the, and I don't have it, so why haven't I gotten it? And yeah. so the everybody should get this card because of the incredible, lucrative, uh, targeted offers that you get almost assuredly after signing up for it that you would never know about unless somebody else had mentioned it to you anecdotally. <laughs> and it, it, it's a, a, you know, it's a thank you point reward program. You think, why on earth would I want that? Uh, so what, what do we call it? The uh, co-branded uh, paradox that if you think you want uh, shop your way points, then th you would want to get this. But the, the paradox is that you get it because of the cash back offers that come with this thank you point or, or this, this shop your way point earning card. So you, you need to be clever as a fox to know to get this card because it's the most lucrative targeted cashback earning card on the planet that used to be associated with a reward scheme that was associated with Sears and, and now Very almost still nearly completely bankrupt yeah. and defunct entity. Yeah. Yes, you should get this because... <laughs> wow. I mean, when you put it that way, you're making Garth's argument for him, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same argument for both ways. That's funny. It is, really. <laughs> oh. no, seriously, do I have to get that card? And would I prioritize that before? What else would I get from City at this point? I mean, would you, would you put it over Premiere and a Prestige and a, a, all the bulking up on the Thank You Point program? No, but when you're waiting two years for your Thank You Point clock to reset, what are you going to do? I mean, this is a two-year plan anyway, right? So... Yeah, I got, got messed up with that Expedia card. That was a huge mistake. I know, I know. Yeah. But you're right. It's time to go back to the well. Uh, on the next show, we'll talk about them loosening up approvals there. We've uh, done pretty well lately, and I'll, I think I'll do an application for another one live. A premiere? Uh, maybe a prestige. Might throw a curveball and do a, a, a prestige after a premiere. So uh, I think that closes us out. Maybe we can have Garth on our show one day to finish that top 10 list you had there, Robert, or something. Sounds good. Yeah, and I uh, before I close us out, I'm thinking back to one of my answers and the hotel answer. I said Fort Lauderdale and the hotel is in Clearwater Beach. So if you're going to cut something, <laughs> that might be a good thing to do. <laughs> throw, throw them off the trail. <laughs> what hotel on the beach in Fort Lauderdale did you stay at? There's no Hyatt there. Um, show's over. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. All right. Hey, so uh, we got to close the show out here. And before we do, uh, Garth, you got an announcement about MSP in general, right? 
Yeah, we're going to be winding up. Uh, this is our 18th episode, and this is going to be the end of the first season of MSP. So there's going to be a little break in here. Uh, we'll see what the future of the show entails. But uh, just want to say thanks, uh, Sam, to you and uh, to you as well, Robert, for the opportunity to come on, do these first 18 episodes. It's been a ton of fun. And and thanks to the guests that have come on the show, the folks that I've interacted with in the community. Um, it's really been a ton of fun to do this. And, uh, you know, we, we often rave about the strength of the community, but having this as a platform to get some additional folks who, you know, wanted to raise their voice, uh, you know, give them that platform. It's really been a pleasure. So thanks to the community. And again, thanks to the both of you for uh, enabling the show. Yeah, Garth, I got to thank you for coming on board. I mean, I think it was a tall order for us to be like, hey, Garth, uh, and now that I know a lot more about you from listening to the shows and stuff, um, you know, you're relatively nude in this space and in this game. And man, you knocked it out the park with this podcast, this season one here. Most podcasters aren't as good at podcasting as you are. And like I said, we asked you and you were like, yes, and then hit the ground running and just worked your butt off on it. So I just want to thank you for everything you did on this show and and having me on the show uh, more than once even. Yeah, uh, I th- I'm thankful for helping us get the network off the ground. You were the first show that we added, and I think it was a, a great fit. It was so great to have you yeah. in my ears. I uh, edited some of the shows, got to hear some of the uh, the banter that was going on behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I, I think our intuition when we tapped you for being a, a regular contributor was that this guy's really funny. I mean, he just always has, it's like just pitch perfect for what we're looking for on the network. And that, that came through when you were making posts on Slack, when you were creating an emoji, uh, when you were talking to us on the show. So uh, you just seem like a really authentic guy. I look forward to meeting you someday. And thanks from the bottom of my heart and Sam as well for uh, sharing your knowledge with us, sharing your, your wit and wisdom with us. It's been a, a great experience so far. And thank you again. And thanks uh, guys for coming on this last show and being part of the Milenomics second podcast on the Milenomics Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.